0: Hey, everybody, it's Seth. We have our first sponsor today, and it's a fantastic gentleman named Alex Hillman, good friend of mine. He released a book earlier this fall called The Tiny MBA, 100 Very Short Lessons About the Long Game of Business. It's all about business and sales and why people buy money and success, branding and marketing, professional decision-making, investments, dealing with your clients, And for those who don't know Alex, he started Indie Hall. I think it's one of the first, or if not the first, co-working spaces in Philly, as well as in the nation, if not the world. This book is fantastic. It is 107 pages full of great knowledge. You can get through it in a half an hour, but you're going to want to go back again and again. You can pick this up at socl.bz slash tinymba. That's socl.bz slash tinymba. I can't put it down. You won't be able to either. Check it out. Socl.bz slash tinymba. Thanks, guys. And thanks, Alex, for sponsoring the show. You're listening to the Digital Marketing Dive Podcast. everyone and welcome to season two episode 25 of the digital marketing dive podcast the season finale we've made it shannon we've survived
1: wow. i know it's been a crazy year 25 seasons or 25 episodes i can't <laughs> believe it wow <laughs>
0: <laughs> Woo! yes before podcast even started Woo! <laughs> we're really going back in time <laughs> Anyhow, i'm seth with goldstein media and with me is the always amazing and talented Shannon of Diane Business Consulting. And she's live from where I hope it's sunny, but it isn't.
1: It is um, not. It's pouring sunny, down Orlando,
0: Florida, In Atlanta. Orlando, Florida. Orlando, <laughs> Florida. Yeah. She's usually, usually, you know why? We can't actually say where she usually is because she's usually all over the place. <laughs> well, well typically when I
1: record, it's outside of Columbus, Ohio. But today is in
0: Orlando. That's awesome. That's awesome. And today we have an amazing guest that, you know, bring us out of season two go out with a bang. We have Pam Angst. Is that how you say
2: it? Yes, Angst.
0: Angst of Pam and Marketing and Stealth Search and An- Search and Analytics. I love that s- stealth. stealth. <laughs> I love it. it it's such a cool name. She provides <laughs> SEO services to companies of all sizes as well as white labels for services for agencies. She's also a very active member in the WordPress community how I know Pam from all the WordCamps we attend and all her talks, all us WordPress geeks are like, SEO? Ooh, <laughs> magic, ooh. And, that kind yeah. of stuff. and Pam, Pam's really good at breaking it down, making it understandable, and also applying it to, well, you're into WordPress, it's 40% of the web. Here's how you can SEO it rather well. So, you know, welcome, Pam. Thanks.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: This is so much Thanks fun. It's so nice it to great. have you. Yeah, so Pam, I already kind of tell people who you are. Who are you?
2: Who am I? Oh, man, that's a loaded question. Isn't
0: that a loaded um, <laughs> question? That's a
2: good one. Um, I am, well, I usually describe myself as a total nerd. Um,
0: <laughs> love it, love it. Total
2: nerd geek, uh, you know, do, do used to build and fix computers for fun. And, you know, the moment I got dial-up internet in-house the house, way back when, I just started building websites just for fun because that's what I'm, I'm a nerd. I do those kinds of things I for fun. I love it recently on a saturday i spent my recent saturday night um making my own cryptocurrency so oh, ham, oh that's ham awesome. coin is now a thing it doesn't do anything it's worth nothing but that's how much of a nerd i am is i well, just why not? why not why not right hey
0: if dirt can be something why can't pam coin be
2: exactly something? i just need to get elon Musk to tweet about it and i'll be a gazillionaire
0: there you <laughs> go
2: but anyway, uh, because I have such a nerd brain, this uh, I, that attracted me to all things to do with websites, uh, but particularly SEO and analytics. I love, you know, the numbers part of figuring out what's working, what's not, why I think that is, what I think we could do about it, testing, measuring, you know, that whole thing. And and that just goes right in hand with uh, SEO because SEO is it's super complex just to learn how it all works. But then it's also like it's not as directly controllable as like running an ad per se you can oh no it's not you that know, it's just throw it out there it's not well it's not throw it out there and see what sticks i mean that's what's the way some people do it but to do it right you right. you know use more of the scientific method which is you know throwing it out there in a very structured way you know before we get a hypothesis of why you think something's happening and what you think will change it but then you know test experiment, measure, test, measure, test, measure, test, measure forever and ever that's basically right. SEO. So, um, yeah, so that, that's just, uh, kind of the niche I fell into. As the I so when you're doing SEO, do
1: you have a, um, industry specific that you really enjoy doing or a typical like type of client that you really enjoy working with?
2: Um, great question. Uh we have so many different industries and types of clients uh, across the board that it's actually easier to say the ones I don't like working with. <laughs> I love it. Which is basically um, anything regulated. And it's not because we don't oh. like it. It's just so difficult. Oh like you know, sure. we tried to work with pharma companies or companies that are under the, the guise of um, FINRA, you know, and where when every single word has to go through compliance. And then, right. you know, it's like, very difficult. So not that we can't do some lighter consulting but you know. So mm-hmm. try to stay away from anything regulated uh, Such- other than that um we're just we tend to be it's more of a situational thing than an industry thing. We tend to be a good fit for a company who's in situation of they've kind of been there done that with the basics of sure. SEO and their website and they know the role their website plays in their sales cycle and they kind of got a grip on that but now they're ready to like you know, pump up the volume and take it to another level. So we're more for companies of really, can be any size, any industry, other than the regulated ones um, where they're just, they're kind of been there, done that. We're not really like, um, because we're so, such nerds and deep dive perfectionists and specialize only in these few things, um, you know, we're just a better fit for someone who's ready and willing and able to do a real deep dive.
1: Oh, that makes perfect sense. So what we, um, you know, my company works with a lot of small business owners and that's kind of where this, this podcast goes out to small business owners. So what is even SEO is such a foreign convert or, you know, like topic to most of us, we hear it all the time, Well, where do you even start with something like that?
2: (laughs) Yeah, good, good question indeed. And, uh, and, and small business owners can be very much what I just described can be like, they really got their ducks in a row. You know, there's yeah. a lot of, a lot of solopreneurs we've worked with that really have their stuff together. That's awesome. they sure. learn how to work on their website. they learned how to tweak it and they, they write their own blog posts and so on and so forth. So we often work with uh, companies like that in like a coaching capacity, you know, continue nice. to, you know, they're pretty good at learning things on their own, but then it's like, they want some, some guidance and some accountability people love that too. You know, we sure. homework and whatnot, but anyway, Anyway, where do we start? Uh, um, it's it's kind of I mean everything starts with strategy, so it's getting the lay of the land and putting together a strategy. And so SEO, although it's mega super complex and there's over 200 ranking factors and artificial intelligence and machine learning and all this stuff involved, you really can boil it down into three basic categories. So you can take any little of those bazillion details in it and then just kind of f- drop it in one of three buckets or file it in one of three categories. And that's technical, content, and off page. Technical being like the code type stuff, you know, the mm-hmm. tinkering, tinkering with stuff in the back end of WordPress. Uh, the content being what keywords you use, where and how you use them, how much content you have, how often you update the content, add to it, how you link it together and organize it, any, all, any and all things content. And then the off page, category as things that don't even happen on the website per se but very much impact the reputation of the website in the search engine's okay. eyes. So like namely getting other reputable and relevant websites to link to your website. Okay. So yeah, love, basically kind of you know awesome. an overall strategy to making sure that you know based on the resources that client has whether that's time, budget and or skill to do things themselves that, you know, we put together a way to, to play this game. I also describe SEO as a game where, you know, you, you're dealt uh, a deck of cards per se of like a, a, all these bazillion different things you could do, but some of these things are going to be easier for you than they would be for another company or vice versa. And you just kind of have to like figure out, you know, the cards you have in your hand and sure. how to play them strategically in order to get more points, points aren't a real thing in SEO, but hypothetically (laughs) uh, to earn more points than your competitor and win the game. But that looks different in every single situation.
0: So we're always starting with just putting together a strategy. Yeah. And so why is WordPress? I mean, it's for we all know it's for Now we all know, I'm saying it, but it's it's 40% of the web, 41% I think now. Why is it such a good CMS, content management system to really optimize for? It's
2: the best, in my opinion, because it is open source and well-supported. So, and, you know, WordPress itself, obviously, you know, there's a lot of things I like about it. There's some pros and cons too, but just, just simply the fact that it's open source and so widely supported makes it easier than any other platform to keep up with the rapidly evolving nature of SEO. Um, Open source, meaning it's not, the code is not owned by any corporate entity that's going to lock it down as their intellectual property and not let you play with it. We constantly in closed source systems like Shopify and Squarespace, as as user-friendly as they may be, and I agree they are, they don't let you tinker with the inner workings of their code. And sometimes with these more advanced SEO technical things you have to do these days, you need to tinker deeply mm-hmm. in, in the code or in the server. Um, so the, inevitably that leads to limitations. So WordPress is open source, therefore no limitations. Mm-hmm. And the well-supported part comes into play when, um, you know, you could be using any open source software and you kind of check the box of no technical limitations, but without the, the wide community of support, there wouldn't be just the speed of reaction to the SEO industries ever evolving needs. You know, Google comes out and creates something like AMP. You know, they just, they invented AMP, accelerated mobile pages. They just, they made it up and they're like, you need to do this now. Well, it was a matter of like weeks at most before the WordPress community, you know, the hundreds of thousands of developers that are contributing time to it all day, every day. It's a matter of weeks at most before they, they throw together a plugin that you can then use usually for free to check off that box. So there's just, without that size of community, there's just no way to keep up with SEO as fast as the WordPress community does. Mm -hmm. So open source and well-supported is really why we love it.
1: (laughs) It's so good to know. I, I am, I love the content side of things. Um, I, but that's, the way She's my brain works. It, yeah. As far as the details, I don't like it at all. So I love hearing what makes those things different and what it is about WordPress that makes it shine. Because I've heard about WordPress forever. That's what my website's built on, mm-hmm. right? Basically, when I have a technical question, I go to SAS and I'm like, oh, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do here. Do it, right? Yeah. So no, it's good to hear the inner workings. And you explained it very, very well.
0: Yeah. So I mean, see, we mentioned Squarespace. You mentioned Wix. I mean, I mean f- people are on these, these platforms. Are, is it a lost cause? I mean, Shopify is huge. I mean, is it a lost cause or is it doable or go not straight to a WooCommerce?
2: Cause. Definitely not a lost cause. Um, they do, like I was saying before, you know, for people just getting started, not necessarily ready to do a deep dive, you know, I, I don't mind them starting out on one of those at all, with the exception of Wix which I'll explain why in a moment, but all the others, you know, the Weebly Squarespace and uh, Shopify and the big commerce, you know, there's all these that it's, it is, it's just so much easier for someone to get off the ground and get up and running with. And then when they're ready to go deeper and take their strategy to another level, that's where it could be converted to WordPress. Or in the case of Shopify and big commerce integrated with WordPress. Yes.
0: I love love
2: Shopify for their shopping cart. There's nothing better, but for SEO purposes, I like to see Shopify, Shopify integrated with WordPress so that mm-hmm. Shopify runs the cart and there's a plugin to do that. There's a plugin for Big Commerce, same way, so mm-hmm. that either Shopify or BigCommerce runs the cart and they do what they do best, but then the rest of the content is managed by WordPress. That's awesome. So- now so I don't mind the you know people starting out on those other platforms. That's great. Do what you gotta do to get up and running. If that's easier for you, you know, have at it. Um, sure. and just have you know a conversion to, to WordPress in your plans in the future, kind of like you know, if you're gonna upgrade from a car to a truck someday or something like that. <laughs> you know, um, but so the Wix exception is I've seen several sites that changed from changed over to Wix and had their SEO actually go down. So that's the only one I think is kind of bad for SEO. The others I don't think are bad for SEO. You're just going to hit limitations eventually. Um, sure. They're but, just into kind
1: of the training wheels. Am I understanding that correctly? Yes. 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 Exactly.
2: Yeah. That's a good analogy. I like that. Okay. Um, so yeah. So the others are just fine for training wheels, but Wix uses these uh, design templates that are coded entirely in JavaScript, Oof. which is it's not unable to be indexed by Google, but but full javascript templates are admittedly difficult google admits it's hard for them to crawl and render and index those they can do okay. it but it's not the most efficient thing it's not the easiest thing for them so it's just you know technologically difficult for mm-hmm. their crawlers to handle those and i've seen it sure. several times you know result in in drop offs in okay. traffic so Okay. That right. is the one exception to the go ahead and get yourself started on whatever you want, except
0: books. <laughs> except, <something laughs> so for the small business owners out there, the best way to get found in Google and other search engines, like what is it the number one big thing you need, would say like, to get started? Like they get their site up in WordPress. They're like ready to rock and roll. And you, know, you said that a lot of the times these owners have their the owners of these sites have kind of the ducks in a row with the SEO what are those ducks that they should have if we say, Pam, help me, I can't do any more kind of thing? <laughs>
2: um, basically, the ducks in that case would look like, you know, having having done as much as you can in each of the three buckets. Like, so you've got the, the technical handled as best you can. Like, you've got it on WordPress, you've got your Yoast plugin or your, your sitemaps and all that kind of stuff set up. Um, but then maybe you're stuck on like site speed. You know, like I just, I just can't get it to go faster, but I've done everything else I can do on the technical front and then content, same thing. You know, I've done everything I can do with the, the tools that I have access to, as far as keyword research, figuring out what keywords I should use on my pages and in my posts and whatnot, but I feel like I'm missing something. I feel like I could be doing better or something like that, or I just need more data from a more in-depth uh, keyword research tool and need to learn how to use one. Um, And, and the same thing on the off page one too. So it's basically like, you know, making sure that you've done everything you can do in those three categories. And then, you know, we can come in and kind of take the lay of the land and help move each one further. That's awesome. Uh, But as far as like one thing to do, if uh, like really anyone uh, in any situation of any level of understanding RCO, anyone and everyone should be blogging. Blogging there is. You go. Oh, good to
0: know. Gas to in know. the
2: car. I've Blogging been is, about website that. Website is a while. the car. Yeah. Blogging is putting gas in the car for SEO. Yes, it works best if you're paying very close attention to what keywords you're using, where and how you're using the keywords in the post and whatnot. But even if you don't, it's gas still. It's maybe it's regular instead of super, but it's yeah. gas. And you need <laughs> gas in order to drive the car. So, right. if nothing else, you know. That is why?
1: really good to know.
2: Yep.
0: See, Shannon, I, we got to get you yes. blogged.
1: Uh, yes, we absolutely have to get that set up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk after this show. No, <laughs> <laughs> but also, there's also something called Google My Business. There's Big My Business. There's My Business X, Y, and Z out there. um <laughs> How important is Google? My, let's say, let's just pick one Google My Business, which is the big dog in the room. How important is it that these small business owners get there? Well, so sure they're actively involved there.
2: Right. So Google My Business is a ridiculous name for Google Maps, it's just Google Maps. <laughs> It's your Google maps listing, your Google, my business listing is your Google maps listing. They just love to use ridiculous names for things and change them all the time. It was like Google plus local Google local, this, I can't even remember all of them over the years that they've, they've named it, but anyway, it's your Google maps listing. So if you're a local business that people have to come to your store or restaurant or whatever, then you have to have a Google Maps listing as well as an Apple Maps listing and a Bing Maps listing, Yahoo Maps listing, et cetera. So, I mean, just from that basic level, it's crucial to anyone who needs to get people to come to them. Um, But it's also important for even if you're a local business that services a certain geographical area. It's it's very important for that. That helps Google understand where you're based. Uh, even if you don't have like a an office per se, you can set your, your Google My Business, aka Google Maps listing up as a service area listing. Yeah. And so you're not listing your address, but you're listing your center point of your service area and the radius of your service area so that Google can oh, understand. Oh, nice. Where you go to to serve clients, if you're like a repair a person, place. yeah, exactly, yeah. your plumber or whatever, you go to people's houses. It's very important to set that up as a service area listing so that Google understands that. Now, for companies that don't worry about geography at all, like you know we serve the whole yeah. country and and you know beyond, um, it can still help because you know why not have Google understand where you're primarily based out of. Um, you know, we do, well, did pre-pandemic, pre-pandemic do a lot of events uh, in person in, in Northern New Jersey and in New York City and, um, sure. you know, workshops and seminars and whatnot. So, you know, I, I have one. Um, I don't technically need one, but I, I certainly it think helps. it doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
0: exactly. Yeah. And also, I mean, I'm sure that the name, address, phone number, you know, needs the NAP, address needs to be consistent obviously
2: yeah and that's where it gets really really tricky for people who don't have a physical office like i i used to have one in denville and i used my you know i had no problem putting the the address of the office out there because it's not where i lived and that that was the whole point of having it but then you know i no longer have that and i deal with a ton of people who work from home especially now and the fact but the fact remains that the NAP data, which is a fancy way of saying your company's name, address, and phone number and AP, uh, it, uh, Google actually relies on that a lot to understand the the you know geography of a of a business and uh, to kind of validate that it's uh, a real business. So basically if they see in like all those online phone book type listings, superpages.com, yellowpages.com, that's another thing like citations in the SEO world is a fancy word for online phone book listings, like superpages.com, <laughs> whitepages.com, etc. cetera. Um, yeah. Google actually relies on those a lot because if it sees the same combo of NAP, name, address, phone information, listed widely across all of those, then it's like, oh, okay, well, that must be an established business located in that Mm -hmm. place. And so that's, that's, is still the way they work. They rely on it a lot, but um, it's kind of not fair because if you don't have the ability to disseminate your name, address, and phone number all over the place, because you work from home and you shouldn't, uh, because it's not smart, um, then yeah, then you're limited on what you can do on the nap front. Um, and they don't let you do P.O. boxes or UPS store mailboxes or anything
0: like technically,
2: that. So. Technically. So, yeah,
0: technically. <laughs> What's your thought on like co-working spaces? I mean, I know that like I found that like, like, don't let Google, put your hands over your ears. Google, put your <laughs> hands over your ears. My address for my business is my co-working spot. I mean, yeah. do I get mailed there? Yes, I get mail there. So I, I feel like I'm safe. What's your thought on like getting a co-working desk and working out there and
2: Technically, they say if you have a space like that, where someone can come meet with you, or come, you know, visit your business and get greeted by a real human being, then it should be okay.
0: Now, it, yeah, John Mue, yeah, John Mueller, it's a little it, bit it of a gray
2: area. <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> yeah. That's an interesting
1: concept because I think that's becoming more and more and more the norm, especially mm-hmm. after COVID, right? Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how um, that plays itself out in Google.
2: Exactly. Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed in them that, and not that they don't disappoint me on a regular basis anyway, but in this particular <laughs> thing, I'm disappointed that they uh, <laughs> they didn't react more quickly to that. You know, I, right. I would have thought that by now they would understand just how many businesses are operating out of their homes and how it's just not fair to give an advantage to the businesses that have the ability to disseminate their NAP information publicly um, Mm -hmm. over those that don't. But, you know, well that, don't get me up on my soapbox now. I could go on and on about how unfair (laughs) Google is to small business, but, uh, you know, (laughs) I won't. (laughs) That's just one of the many ways. Well, I'll leave it at that.
0: That That's awesome. (laughs) So here's another question, is Yelp still an important place to be because I know there's been some controversy about Yelp saying like hey if you know it's good for you we'll give her those bad reviews if you pay us Yeah, you know is that is yeah. Yelp still a thing I generally once I heard that I stopped looking at it
2: it's it is obviously a thing, um, you know, I, I never was an expert in Yelp in and of itself, yeah. to me, it was just one of those many, you know, sort of online phone book listings that you needed to get your NAP data into if you had NAP data, um, you know, so I can't really say too much about you know Yelp itself as a marketing yeah. channel, um, but I do still know that it is one of the more heavily mm-hmm. weighted, remains one of the more heavily weighted places to simply have your NAP data listed. But then of course, yeah, okay. you've gotta, you gotta watch what happens with the reviews. And they do seem to have some kind of funky thing going on where if you don't pay them for ads, your good reviews happen to be the hidden ones and your bad reviews are not hidden. And
0: yeah. allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Oh, not- allegedly, allegedly, that's <laughs> Charlton cool. may pop popping out allegedly <laughs> allegedly exactly. Exactly. <laughs> can you anything else or should we go into our sponsor let's hear the sponsor all right and this is the one i can't pronounce but you know I, I, my philadelphia accent pam i enjoy this because the, our sponsor is savvy cow i said right for the first time ever
1: and that was so much better than normally because it comes typically comes out savvy cow when you say
0: cow, savvy. I, I still actually answer.
2: wasn't quite sure if he said cow or
0: cow. <laughs> see, see, exactly. It's a Philadelphia accent to me. But you know, savvy cow, savvy calendar, you know, it's a discussion tool your re- re- recipients will love to use. We all have used Calendly. We've all used HubSpot's version. We've all used, you know, all these different versions out there. The thing I love, we love about savvy cow is that it, cow, I can whatever, savvy cow, whatever. It, what what it does is it lets you superimpose your calendar on top of the person's calendar and they can pick out via you know time blocks that way versus oh they're open at 12 noon. Let me go over to my calendar over here, which is still a little faster than the going emails back and forth, but this is this is faster. So if you go to our um, show notes, you can pick up a free month of Savvy Cow and it benefits us as well. So check that out. And it's savvy savvycow So that's very good. So, yeah, we thank you, savvy Cow, for <laughs> sponsoring the episode. The <laughs> so, Pam, this has been so much fun. Thank you for bringing us out of season two.
2: That's it. That was quick and painless.
0: <laughs> I you guys were going to really
2: beat me up. No, we beat you <laughs> up. all out. knowing. <laughs> The information
1: was awesome because once more like small business owners, often, it just seems like such a scary concept, right? Mm -hmm. There's just so much into it. And it seems like such a scary concept and you were very good at breaking that down and helping us to understand what that actually means and what that looks like.
2: Good. Yeah. Yeah, Something is better than nothing. I'm the first one to get caught up in being a type A perfectionist with all the, you know, making sure every little (laughs) tiny little detail of the thousands of details you got to pay attention to are all in order. But I can also zoom back out and realize, and I say all the time, something is better than nothing. Right. Do anything, (laughs) it's better than doing nothing. And if that one thing is blogging and that's it, you're going to be in a way better position than if you didn't do that.
0: Absolutely. And you're also, a, um, a, as a former journalist, you're a journalist dream come true because you answered most of my questions without, without me having to ask them. <laughs> I, love when, I love when I have a list of questions and the person just goes and I like, check, 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 check. Nice, I love nice. it, so thank you, Pam.
2: <laughs> so it wasn't a problem that I talked too much.
0: No, it was, <laughs> it was perfect. It was perfect, it was perfect. So <laughs> yeah, so reach out to us. You know, We are still, even though know, we're gonna go on hiatus probably till mid-October. Let Shannon get her kids off to college and isn't he going in the Air Force too?
1: Yep. Military. Wow, very
0: cool. Military, yeah. Air Force. You know, get him off to school. One more baby to get off to college. You know, my baby, I call her baby wish. She's 17. Yeah, she's
1: going into her senior year. So we've got senior soccer season and, and senior musical and show choir and all that good stuff. So uh, she, yeah.
0: She, she's a, she's, a, she's an achiever like her mama. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, all of my kids,
1: I'm super proud of them.
0: oh that's wonderful, and, they're, and they did. You can tell they adore you too. So, anyhow, reach yep. out to us on all social media channels. We're Digital marketing Dive on most of them. Twitter, we're a little bit smushed because of character limit. Whatever. <laughs> um, this is the final episode. Woo woo, we made it. Thanks for sticking out, sticking with us, sharing the content, rating us on the podcast directories, directories of your choice. You know, iTunes is great. Pod, tra- not Pod Tracker. Pocket cast is great. Um, pod Chaser is fantastic. Pod Chaser, I'm forgetting the name there. Anyhow, pod Chaser. Yeah, you can it is Pod Chaser, yes it is. And give a <laughs> review there. Don't don't review my, my um, ending here. Anyhow. <laughs> also, um you can always email us at hello at digital marketing dive. Expect season three to start up in the fall, winter time. Once, sure. once, you, know, once you know, we get everything kind of kumbaya on our business sides of things. And until then, stay safe and we'll see you guys on the flip side.
1: Have a great night, all. Bye.
0: This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.